Ladies and gentlemen, this is our main event. Welcome to the Throwing Jabs Podcast with Jace Garcia and Jared Jones. Beeman is slowed to a snail's pace. The referee steps in and stops it. And El Gallo gets the 40th win of his career and remains the super flyweight champion of the world. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is the episode eight of the Throwing Jabs Boxing Podcast. I'm Jace Garcia, and I'm joined, as always, by Jared Jones. And let's dive in to the fights that happened this past weekend, starting off with the knockout, the 11th round knockout that Sergey Kovalev had over Anthony Yard. What did you think of that fight? Uh, I thought Kovalev dominated. Yard showed some flashes in the eighth. Uh, kind of, kind of what we expected. Yeah, I, I, I applaud Yard for his toughness, and he what he he landed some shots and taking the fight in the first place. Is yeah, guy. yeah. I mean, Sergey Kovalev is tough. He's one of the top pound for pound fighters. So. Um, yeah, and a big story leading up to this was Yard did not spar at all for this fight. Um, Jared, do you think that is a red flag? That it's it's so it's hard to say. I yeah. mean, he can't get hit less than not sparring if you're only fighting in your fights, and those are the only times you really take any punishment. You know, those are the only times you're putting miles on your body. Yeah, I know in uh, MMA. It's a big thing that people don't spar, but most of the time those are wrestlers who their game plan isn't to get hit. Yeah. Their game plan is to go out and grind. And also wrestling, in my opinion, builds way more cardio Absolutely. Than, than boxing. But Well, and this is something you have to see. It's a certain amount of uh, muscle memory and desensitization that goes on when you, that you get used to where they're coming from and where you're supposed to go and... Some of that you can do with pad work. Most of it, honestly, you yeah. can do with pad work. But uh, if he's not doing any sparring at at his age, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, he is a young guy. Conventional wisdom says no. Yeah, he, he's a young guy. I also think sparring helps the cardio. First off, being in the ring, doing the rounds, but also getting hit is going to affect your cardio. And there's no way to duplicate that without sparring. Yes, the same way you can't simulate the fight. With sparring, you can't simulate sparring with anything else. Yeah. You know, you're not getting the full range. Yeah, and I do understand that this is one of the top pound-for-pound fighters, so it might be hard to find someone to replicate him. But I I still think sparring is something that needs to be done, especially in boxing. Now, uh, we'll get into a big rumor later on in the show, but... What is next for Sergey Kovalev if he staying at the light heavyweight division? I mean, there's obviously the Biev and Vosdik fight. Or there is the WBA champ, Dmitry Bivol. And someone... So who do you think out of those would you like to see him fight? Uh, aside from Andre Ward, who I still think he was, you know, 
dropped hints here and there. These are the four guys in that weight class. Baturbiev, Vazdik, Bivol, Kovalev. So I'd love to see a tournament between those guys. Um, Kovalev went and fought Yard. Yard was an undefeated guy. Fine. Um, but either way, Kovalev should fight Bivol or Baturbiev, Vazdik winner. Yeah. One, I, one way or the other. I agree with that. Like, I, I just want to see them fight. Um, we'll get into another rumor later on. But for Yard, I think I think I saw I think Yard can use this as a growing experience. He looked tough. He looked in there for the fight. And going up against someone that good, I think he's gonna learn from it. I would like to see him go up against the WBA interim champ, Gene Pascal. I do, let me let me stop you right there. I, I, a suggestion for the future of throwing jabs podcast. I want to replace regular super silver interim WBO, WBA, IBF, USBA, and IDGAF with alphabet. So the alphabet champion Jean Pascal, go on. Uh, or the person he just took the belt from, Marcus Brown. I think those are fun fights, especially. I like Brown, the Brown fight more than the Pascal fight, but I, I I liked what I saw from this kid, and I think he will be someone in the years to come that will be. Absolutely. Watch that. him again. Well, and he did. You have to mention when you ask about the sparring, he went down from a jab and looked exhausted. It looked like it was as much exhaustion as concussion that kept him on the canvas. Yeah. Um. And I hate to say that he fought so hard, but at the end of the day, if you didn't do any sparring, you didn't get that intensity up, and then you wore out in the 11th round against Kovalev, it makes sense. That's what was yeah. supposed to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, this is the one of the best pound, for, the best person in your weight class, the best pound front fighter in your weight class. You got to take your training to the next level, and that yeah. includes sparring. Yeah. All right. Moving on. The, another fight that happened this weekend. Juan Francisco Estrada beats Dwayne Beeman to stay WBC. Alphabet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Champion. Now, uh, the announcers brought up during the... Well, well, let's start with the fight. Beeman, he's only been fighting seven years total. Yep. He started fight. He, he's been pro three years so that that's big he's been boxing seven years total yeah he's been pro three years three. this is someone that estrada should not have been fighting i understand that the, the he was ranked pretty high for box rec but he just he looks like an athlete more than a boxer out yes there. totally agree i mean if if he could have landed something maybe he could have put estrada's lights out but Estrada's just. But if he put his hands in his pockets, maybe I could too. I mean, it's yeah. like you know the puncher's chance thing is kind of. I didn't like the fight. Didn't think they should have signed the fight. Um, like you said, this was this looked like an athletic guy. Yeah. But he needs more boxing, you know. Yeah. He's so, he's got to do this sport more. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And then uh, during the fight, the announcers brought up uh, that they they spoke with Estrada. And Estrada thinks that on the pound-for-pound pound level, he is in in the discussion with Canelo for the best pound-for-pound pound boxer in Mexico. Do you agree with that? 
Do you know what announcer said that? I'm like Teddy Atlas, Max Kellerman, come get your boy on this one. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, this no. this goes on the Kamal man section. Like, what do you, what? No. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the easiest question yeah. I'm going to answer all day. Yeah. No, this kid's nowhere near Canelo. No. I would say he's, he's close. I wouldn't say nowhere near. But you can't, you can't fight Beeman. Yeah. And compare him to somebody who's fighting Triple G. Yeah, you are, you're right. I mean, if he's fighting the Triple G of his division and done that since Floyd Mayweather Jr. four, five, six years ago, whatever that was, you know what I'm saying? Then you say, yeah. okay, maybe. But this guy, you look at the guys he's fighting and it's, you know, he might be the best in his weight class. How many, this guy's got three, three losses too, right? I mean, just, just yeah. no. Just no. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I want to know who said that. Yeah. I, I, they were all, all the announcers were talking about it, but I, I, there are, there's good stuff. He is a solid boxer. Solid. Regardless. Yeah. yeah. But. Elite. Even elite. Yeah. Yeah. But not Canelo. Yeah. Not yeah. Canelo at all. And I agree with you. Um, continuing with this fight. What is next for Estrada? There is the WBA champ. Khalid Yafe, who's someone I want to see tested, Alphabet. and I think this would be good. Uh, then there's Kazuto Akoa, another champ, IBF, Alphabet, IBF, Jerwin, <laughs> and Kahas. Or the rubber match with... Moingert. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I take uh, of these, I take the rubber match. And honestly, this is the fight that had me saying alphabet. Yeah. Because you look at these five guys and you have the best guy in the weight class, Estrada, likely the yeah. best guy in the weight yeah. class. Um, and the second best guy in the weight class from where I'm standing, Wangik. They fought twice, they're one and yeah. one. And then you have the three champions. Yeah. It's totally meaningless. Super interim regular IDGAF champion. It does, it's, it's totally meaningless when the two best guys are fighting and it's not for a belt because you have them distributed against the, among three other guys in that weight class. That's hard to get a weight class that's difficult to get recognized in in the first yeah. place. It's a, that, that's messy. And I say the two out of those five guys, the two without the belts are the two best in the weight class and should be fighting each other a rubber match for, uh, yeah. for who the best guy is there. Yeah, I, I, I really want to see this kid, Khalid Yife, tested. I, I think I, I don't think he's the real deal, to be quite honest with you. I want to see him tested and I want to see him against Estrada. But the best fight that there is to make is the Wangik fight. Now, moving on to the third fight of the night that we had Saturday was Brandon Figueroa. He keeps his record undefeated at 20-0. And his Alphabet WBA interim super, super. bantamweight. Interim uh, super. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Super silver WBA, yeah. yeah. And, and okay. depending who you talk to, this is a... This is actually the junior featherweight. It, it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, even the name of the weight class is up for dispute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> he he dominated uh, fourth round. He had a fourth round knockout of Javier of Javier Chacon. Uh, 
this guy, this this Chacon guy looked like they went to Home Depot and picked the guy up. He had <laughs> he had sneakers on in the ring. He just stood there through a couple hooks. Uh, this this pretty boy uh, Figueroa just demolished him. Do- total total domination. So much volume. didn't even belong in the same ring together. But uh, yeah. I saw a guy getting ready to spar once, didn't have a mouthpiece, and obviously didn't belong there, and folded a pack of Newports in half and bit down on him and got in there and didn't belong in there. But that's what this reminded me of. Like, you guys were just freestyling here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just whatever you could come up with. Yeah. Figueroa is, I mean, he's a young guy, started boxing at the age of six. So I guess I want to see him tested. But I guess building him up is is good. But uh, this was his first fight in his hometown. So I understand where the tomato can truck home came from. There's a fit there for that, yeah. Yeah, but I I think you should still be fighting the top competition you can. And uh, so who is next for Figueroa? There's uh, the actual champs, Daniel Roman... Emmanuel Navate, Navarrete, Navarrete. Uh, and then there was also Stephen Fulton, who was the co-main event. He had a knockout, and then he came in to the ring to face off with Figueroa after the fight during the post-fight interview. Uh, which one of those fights would you like to see? Um... You know, I see Navarrete on this list. I'm about to, uh, I'm about to boycott that guy's fights. But um, f- I like Figueroa and Navarrete, yeah. but I don't think there's any way to get those two guys no. in the ring with each other. They're both moving along way too slow. I get that they're young, but g- go ahead. Get into a fight you might lose. Yeah. Like if you're a fighter who's never been in a fight that you might lose, there's a problem. That's a yeah, problem. You're right. I can't walk in and how 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 long am I going to stay interested going watching these fights if I know you're going to win you look good I know you're going to win you look good I know you're going to win after 20 30 of those it's exhausting you can't come in after your after 20 fights and I don't care how old you are people talk about Davis being young and I bring it up almost every time Floyd Mayweather at Davis's age had just beat Diego Corrales and signed on to fight Jose Luis Castillo. You can't be bringing these guys along slowly and then they're going to be the greatest of all time one day because they're 20 and 0. Go back to the guys that were the greatest in their 20th fight. They were fighting the other greatest fighters out there to try to build themselves up to that because if they keep winning and end up 50 and 0 someday, they're going to be in the conversation. But if he had done... What he did for the last five years of his career, for his whole career, we wouldn't, Floyd wouldn't be in that conversation. Yeah. And that's what these guys are doing. That the trajectory of their career is some, something that will never even fight the other guys in the weight class that are, that are the best. If you stay on the line, they're on. Yeah. They'll right. never, ever get there, let alone even close to the all-time greats. Yeah. Uh, normally, when, when I talk MMA and UFC, I normally don't like to see the young lions kill each other off early. Yeah. But when you're in boxing and there's a belt on the line, give us Navarrete versus Figueroa. 
That that's those are two young guys that I would I would love to see. Good fight. fight. It's why yeah. after all the stuff we said about Yard's fight this weekend with Kovalev, you have to respect that kid. He took yeah. his undefeated record in against one of the best guys in the division, and more people know who he is now. It was yeah. a learning experience. He's gonna get better from it, and someday. When uh when Boxrec typed that in, he he gains for that in the long run. You took a good fight, yeah, and made a fight of it. I love yeah. it. And also in Yard's case, Kovalev's old, so you can't go back to that. You, you he's probably not going to get another fight with Kovalev. Yeah. to take the belt with Figueroa and Navarrete. This could set up for a trilogy fight even more. Than oh, that. yeah. They're both young. They can get, keep fighting. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think that would be just a fun fight. You think about uh, uh, Eric Morales and Antonio Barrera and Marquez brothers and those guys in that weight. In this weight class, yeah. you know, 10, 15 years ago, they had like three, four, five fights all against yeah. each other. And then there was one of them. They fought each other five times. It's like when it's that good. And this is where you have to start. The age they are now with their undefeated records. If you're going to build a storyline like that, you need to start now. Yeah. And then, yeah, think about this. Uh, a rivalry like that could help them become star become stars. And then you could, then they can just take that up weight classes and just continue. I think it's beneficial. <sighs> Um, they also mentioned on that fight that Brandon Figueroa is uh, he had he had trouble making weight, uh, tough weight cut for him, even though he did make it. So uh, I think a possibility for him is to move up at featherweight. And a name I like for a fight for him at featherweight. It's not it's not a belt on the line, but Shakur Stevenson, another young guy. Two lions, two young lions going at it. And that, everything we're talking about, Navarrete and Figueroa can be the same thing with Figueroa and Stevenson. I actually, I feel like at that age, you're having trouble making weight. You don't want to do to your body. And to a person, I've, I've never heard an older guy talk about their years of boxing and say, I wish I'd cut more weight. No. Never, never. What To a person, what they say is, I wish that I hadn't made so many weight cuts. There were fights that that affected me. There were fights I lost yeah. based on that. If I could have built myself up that weight class and just taken that little bit of extra, I would have done that and done what was more natural for my body and not put it through the... With what we know about these weight cuts... Yeah. If you're having trouble making weight at his age, move up now and take a fight. Don't move up and face the champion. You know, yeah. don't 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 Chad Dawson this maneuver. Move up and fight somebody right around 15 to 25, maybe in the in the, in the real rankings. And when I looked at that list, dude, Stevenson was perfect. Yeah. Your guy. I like it, too. Yeah. Figueroa Stevenson. Let's move him up the weight class and sign that fight. Yep. All right. So that's it for the recaps of the fights that happened this weekend. Let's move on into some current events. Staying on a fight that happened this weekend. A big rumor coming out. Andre Ward mentioned it in the post-fight show 
for Kovalevin Yard, and he teased rumors of a mega fight between Kovalev and Canelo. Ward said, if you have a cash-out fight, so you can say, hey, I have enough money in the bank to walk away, you should take that fight. Rumor has it that that is Can- Canelo Alvarez. And Kovalev said in a post-fight interview, I'm happy. I fought in front of my boxing fans. Hopefully my next fight will be against Canelo. Now, first off, that is a mega fight. That's yeah. a fun oh, fight. Yeah. Um, it's a fight we haven't seen before. It, it will be fun. And But the thing that strikes me as a little weird here is you're calling out someone in a lower weight class. Yeah. I, I don't like that at all. Yeah. I think if anyone should be calling out, I think Canelo should be calling out Kovalev saying, I want to move up and go fight you. If if Kovalev wants to fight Canelo and he's calling him out, I think he should have to go down. But he's saying, nah, come up, come up, come up and get me. Which I, I don't like. I'm, I would love the fight. I Canelo think cuts a lot of weight too, though. He does. Yes. So it's reasonable. Yeah. But to come up and, yeah, again, if you're coming up, fight 10 to 15 because you are pound for pound great, you know, but shoot for somewhere maybe 10, 9, 8, you know, yeah. top 10 guy that's not off the chart. Don't stay. You don't want to start with. A, but at the same time for Kovalev, I get what you're saying, you know, calling out a smarter, smaller guy, you know, yeah, like I identify as a 120 pounder. So I want to fight featherweights. Um, it, th- This is smart. Yeah, this is smart. He's calling out the big money fight with a guy that he potentially could beat. I like Canelo in this fight. Yeah. But I mean, Kovalev can beat anybody. Yeah. You know, you put him in a ring with another human being. There's a chance he'll win. He's, he's a monster type guy. Um, I do like Canelo, but this is the type of thing I was saying from that I want from Anthony Joshua. Yeah. Go out there and say you want to fight those other guys. You know, to go out there and say, oh, you guys are clowns. Like, you know, yeah. stand up for yourself. You're a fighter. So for Kovalev to say, hey, if you can get make that much money off a fight, you do it. And Canelo's the guy to fight for that money. True and true. Yeah. yeah, sign it. If they if if they're both willing to do it, I'd love to see it. Yeah, I mean that that's because nobody's clamoring for Vosdick. He's a great fighter. You know, if you don't know Vosdick, look him up. He's a great great fighter. But there's not like household people that that are that are listening to the Throwing Jabs podcast or watching it yeah. that are like, oh man. That Vosdick guy, I can't wait to see yeah. him. But he's just not household like Canelo Alvarez. People know yeah. who Saul is, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, also, uh, Andre Ward said it also in the in the post fight show. This is Kovalev's on the ladder of his career. He's, he's he can take four more fights. And make enough money for this one fight, or just take the one fight with Canelo and cash out yeah. and walk away, like so to speak. Yeah. Andre Ward said, and uh, and Ward's a smart businessman. Yes, he yes, that's smart. What they're what they're talking yeah. about. Um, moving on, another current event. According to Leonard Ellerby on Twitter, 
He made an offer to Eddie Hearn for a Javante Davis versus Tevin Farmer fight, but Hearn turned it down. LRB on Twitter, the quote is, I made Farmer's promoter a great offer to make the fight, and Farmer didn't like the offer. Davis is a star. He is not. Um, the reports are that Eddie Hearn wanted 60-40 split for that fight. That's absurd. People know Javante Davis is Javante Davis. So he wanted 60 for Farmer. Yes, yes. Yeah. That yeah, is absurd. He's bugging out. Eddie Hearn. <laughs> Come get your boy. <laughs> Eddie Hearn is... He's just ridiculous. He didn't respond about my about my call out for scrub no, scraps he either. He, he did didn't. Not. I thought he was yeah. gonna call me. I thought for sure this guy was gonna man up, but uh, it doesn't punk. look like. <laughs> <laughs> but Eddie Hearn is. And fighting out of the red corner, standing in a puddle of his own piss with a snot bubble coming out of his nose, Eddie Hearn. Yeah. But Eddie Hearn is single handedly. Ruining boxing. Like he doesn't opinion. care about the game at all and is just trying to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. He is. He. First off, he. I don't know what his dynamic is with these fighters because I don't know if he's telling them, don't say anything, let me handle it. But the fighters need to make. They need to be the ones forcing the narrative. Eddie Hearn is out here being scummy, being, being a punk. The heel. And yeah. yeah and no. It, it's It sucks because. If you ask Anthony Joshua, I'm sure he'd say, yeah, I want to fight Deontay Wilder. Yeah. But because Eddie Hearn is the one coming out, forcing the narrative, it makes him, it makes Joshua look like he doesn't want to fight Wilder yeah. because they're the ones turning down the contract. Yeah, yeah. Now, stuff like this, you're doing the same thing for Tevin Farmer. This is ridiculous. Promoters need to shut up. Let the fighters do it. The promoter's job should just be to... To pay the fighters. Promote it. Yeah, promote the fight. Not yeah. be the business manager. Not be this. Matchmaker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they want to do everything. And for, the, for Farmer, this is his Canelo, you know? Yeah. He's supposed to take this fight, and he wants this fight. If you've listened to anything Farmer personally said, this yeah. is the fight he wants. And honestly, I don't like this fight anyways. I'm saying the same thing about Davis I said about Nevada. Never that again. guy, yeah. I'm not... I, I've never seen you in a fight I thought you might lose. Yeah. You know, if I'm ready to bet the ranch on you for every fight, there's a problem, man. And here you are again. Now we're like back and forth about this Tevin Farmer fight. And I look at the list and I say, Tevin Farmer isn't even the next guy for you. Yeah. You should be moving past that. But we've got him billed as an alphabet champion. You know, the super yeah. silver interim IDGAF champion if you're scoring at home. And uh, so we have to kind of navigate this guy. And now you're saying Davis is a star and Farmer isn't. Well, Davis has gone out of his way to make Farmer into a star before he did. That's what the promoters were trying to do when they put him on the same card. Yeah. So the, the whole th at this point, the whole thing is a mess to me. If Davis wants to fight, uh, you know, to be a champ somewhere, then he should do that and yeah. not... I mean the actual champ, the guy that I would recognize, the guy that we would recognize as the champion. If he wants to do that, this isn't the next fight for him. And turn and these guys back and forth about that. I mean, there's got to be a way to do that with math 
that makes sense and not say, well, I want this. And you've got two guys that can't fight stomping their feet so that the guys who can fight don't. Yeah. It's garbage. Also, back to Eddie Hearn, you're taking money out of these guys' pockets. Like, yeah. Joshua wasn't, Joshua, no matter what the contract was, was going to make more for the Wilder fight than he did the Parker fight than he did the, the Ruiz, Ruiz fight. Jr. fight. Yeah. Tevin Farmer would make more money for against Gervonta Davis than Anybody anyone else. else. Yeah, there's not another fight out there for him like that. Well, and that's that's kind of what I was saying about Kovalev. There's nobody saying Vozdik, all yeah. you know, fight him. People, you hear Canelo, you're like, okay, yeah, you know, that's the guy you want to fight. And in that weight class, it's Gervonta Davis. That's who Farmer wants to fight. That's the only guy that can give him. You know, he would need a major upset, in my opinion, but that's the only guy can give him what he should be striving for. Yeah. Yeah, and you've just got promoters in the way. Yeah, it's... If you're counting at home, the two enemies of this show, Sergey, Sergey Dara, whatever the hell his name is. Derevianchenko. And Eddie Hearns. Those are the Eddie two Hearns. enemies of the show. If they want to come in here and fight themselves, we might, <laughs> we might like them. But other than that, screw them. Defend your position, guys. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and sticking with Eddie Hearn, he got him. He was able to manipulate Andy Ruiz into signing the fight to for the rematch at Saudi Arabia. And I mean, somebody's ready for football season. He yeah. said at Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this yes, in Saudi Arabia? Yeah, that's Saudi an away Arabia. game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. In Saudi Neutral Arabia. Neutral site game. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, uh, the, this, I mean, I don't like, I don't like this. I don't like him being strongholded by Eddie Hearn, like we said last week, saying he would take legal action against Andy Ruiz. I think Andy Ruiz should have, he should have, if, Eddie Hearn should have gone and took him about. I think if Andy Ruiz was really like that legitimate, he, he could have been the next Muhammad Ali. Yeah. He could have taken a stand. He could have made, he could have done something that no one else has the balls or guts to do. Yes. And that would have just added to his already growing um, popularity. Well, and you have Hearn in the Davis Farmer fight putting his foot down, and this fight isn't going to happen if we don't, if we aren't in agreement to my standards. Yeah, Ruiz was in a position to do the same thing from the fighter standpoint, and like you saying, set a precedent that if I don't fight, you don't have a fight. We can fight without a promoter. We can't fight yeah. without fighters, though. Yeah. So yeah, he had a, he was in a he was in a position here to really do something and make a name for himself again. Yeah. Um, and took the fight. I like that the right guys are fighting. We got the right guys yeah. in the ring. We need this rematch to you know to see yeah. uh, if if what if Joshua can pull himself back up yeah. from this from this loss. Also, Ruiz had mm. an opportunity here to have the fighters take back control as we just spoke about promoters are in control they're deciding everything this is this could have been an opportunity for andy ruiz to control his own destiny 
to control his own future. But, uh, I mean, it's a fun fight. We're going to watch it. Um, like, I, like I've been saying, the Saudi Arabia thing scares me, especially that it's that close to the equator. And this time of the year, December for them is, is going to be summer yeah. for them. So this is two big heavyweights in Saudi Arabia with the heat. I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm excited to see it happen no matter what. But moving on, we got a fight announcement. Your boy, Emmanuel Navarrete, this guy. <laughs> will uh, put his WBO Junior Featherweight Championship on the line in two weeks, September 14th, the co-main event for Fury Wallen against Juan Miguel Elorde. Now, this is a quick turnaround. Well, well Emmanuel never attest, never ate. Yeah. Uh, he fought the 144th ranked guy and walked through him, and now he's fighting the 67th ranked guy. And hey, if you're like playing a video game and just started your career and created your player yeah. and fought the number 144th ranked guy and won so convincingly that you wanted to jump up and fight the number 67th ranked guy, more power to you. Then you're two and zero. Oh, keep climbing. This this is not the story. Navarrete is a champion. Yeah. And is considered a champion in his weight class. Yeah. Why are the last two guys you fought outside of the top 50? Like, the, the, the champion should be fighting guys in the top. When you see the champion fight number seven, eight, you're like, where? Are, what are those other six guys doing? Yeah. That are, you know, are a couple of those guys pregnant? Or are they getting over strains or something? Like, how, how, how? Why is there such a disparity? But when it's 144 and then 67, I'm literally at the point of not watching this guy's fights based on who he's fighting and how long he's stringing out this, oh, I'm the champion. This is like the kid that beats on his little brother and has a belt at the house that he holds over his brother. <laughs> this, yeah. this is my championship belt. Hey, Joel, if you're out there, Champ. <laughs> 2-0, baby, with a knockout. <laughs> That's yeah. what he's doing, though. He's yeah. taking guys that are not ready yet or not or never going to be. I don't see any of the guys he's fought ever being something. No. You know, no. it's not like they're past their prime or still coming up on it. It's like there's not going to be a prime where they're a top 10 guy. You're just picking out guys from the by whoever's available from the you know you're starting Lomachenko's uh people said he starts from the top he gets the best pound for pound guy he could mm -hmm. fight in his opinion and when that guy's fighting or doing something else he calls the next guy next guy next guy and if you look at his opponents it looks like that's true yeah this guy is doing the opposite i think he started at the bottom of the list <laughs> with glass joe yeah. and then moving his way up to you know this is this is this is crazy. Spare me the celebration afterwards. Cuz I was sickened by you knocking out the 144th rank guy and then climbing up on the ropes and dancing around us that like that's that's at least put your put your hood back on and and mosey back to the dressing room and get ready for a real fight. Cuz yeah. these are, these tune-ups are getting to me. You've had 25 tune-ups. You need yeah. to fight somebody. Yeah, I also think this this goes back to what we were just talking about. The fighters need to control their destiny. If you ask 
Emmanuel Navarrete. I'm sure he'd say, I want to fight Figueroa. I want to fight the best guys. Estrada, yeah, yeah. But his handlers, his promoters are saying, nah, you're young. You still need to fight these guys, these tomato cans first to build yourself up, which the fighters need to have control in their own destiny. And even if you're building yourself up, move faster than that. Yeah. You're, and especially if you're the you're an alphabet champion, like you you want to look at yourself as a champion. You don't dig through the bottom of the pile for somebody to for somebody to fight. This is yeah. crazy. This guy's this this Navarrete. He's the guy that takes the cake so far for fight for for taking fights that are just so far out of the stratosphere. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's yeah, but. Got to bet $1,200 on him to make 450 You know, like, we, yeah. <laughs> we knew who was going to win. Yeah, let's hope. Yikes. Let's hope there's some someone that can come along and pull an Love Andrew Love to Ruiz. see him in Figueroa. Yeah. Now, uh, moving on. According to Bob Arum, who, is, uh, who came out last fight for Navarrete and said he, he's going to put him on the this next upcoming fight. But Bob Arum says... If Joe Horn beats Michael Zarefa on August 31st, that's this Saturday, he will then take on WBA regular middleweight champion. Alphabet. <laughs> Ryota, Murata. Um, so. The Midnight. His nickname, by the way, is The Midnight Murata. Yeah, I like that. If you're, if you're a Tribe fan, that's. <laughs> now, uh, Jeff Horn, his, his notable fight is the Steel. Yeah, from, me and my buddies Pacquiao. always go back and forth on that. You liked Pacquiao in that fight? You thought yeah. he won? Yeah. I thought Horn beat him. Okay. I had I actually, my card was a draw, but I was with two Pacquiao fans, so I was on the, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if that was 7-5 Horn train, you know? Yeah. Um, this guy, that being said, Zarafa, 105 for Boxer, 105th. Yeah. So you've got number five talking about a fight with number eight. That sounds great. And warming up with 105. You know, and, and this, uh, who was the other 67? I don't even know. That's how bad it is, dude. I've never yeah. said that. The champions fighting guy whose name I've never seen before. You know, I follow boxing okay. Yeah. I've never seen uh, Juan Manuel Alorda. You know, if you want a warm-up yeah. fight and it's 40, 50, like outside the top 100, there are 100 guys that are better than this dude, and you're fifth. Yeah. And you're literally exactly 100 guys away from yourself. And f- I, I can't, I can't. Yep. Yeah, I mean, five versus eight sounds good. Yeah. Let him do it. You're right. Horn, in, Horn in the midnight Murata. I think um, if Horn can get this win and then eventually then beat this Murata guy, I think, I think a fight with him and a Canelo or Triple G will sell just from the fact that people know Horn from, from beating the Pacquiao, Pacquiao fight. Yep. So. I, I think there are, is, is some bright future, a bright future for that, if he can get it done. I mean, that, that's a tall task. I mean, Jeff Horn, like, like I said, I, I thought Manny Pacquiao won that fight. So, I mean, he, he's a tough guy. It, he's good, it, though. Yeah, he's a tough yeah, kid. Yeah. yeah. He's good. Now, uh, moving on to 
other fights this weekend. The main card we're going to break down is ESPN Plus, live from London. Starting off with the main event, number one pound for pound, Vasily Lomachenko looks to defend his WBO and WBA lightweight titles and gain the vacant, 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 yes, WBC lightweight title against former WBA title challenger, Luke Campbell. Now, BoxRank obviously has Lomachenko number one for lightweights. Luke Campbell ranked number five. So this should be a solid, solid fight. Lomachenko has a 13-1 record. Luke Campbell, 20-2. This should be a fun fight. Looks great on paper. And uh, shout out to trainers, parents, coaches, anybody into boxing. If you're raising a child, you want to be a good boxer and need something for them to watch. Lomachenko. Lomachenko is the guy you should be watching. Yeah. And if you're just a fight fan, if you're not teaching somebody how to fight and just like to like this guy is so the artistry. Yeah. He's so smooth. He's the best I've seen in my life. Yeah. I really think when I watch this guy, this is the up to this point. This is the greatest boxer I've been able to watch fully i mean i never saw sugar ray robinson fights and there's guys that run around sugar ray robinson greatest fighter of all time and it's like dude well you know you're 26 when did you see (laughs) when when did you build this idea that sugar ray Ray, you went back and watched all of his fights you know some of those are before there were cameras you can't how do you know that this guy never had off days you know floyd had off days was able to pull it out ali had off days ali came back after off uh, an off decade and beat foreman you know so um yeah i don't yeah i think if you this is the guy if you are new to boxing if you go to a barbershop and they're constantly talking about boxing and you're not a boxing fan and you want to get into it Watch this fight because Lomachenko, you're right. The artistry, what he does in the... It, it makes you think of boxing differently. Yeah. People, casual fans, just think punches in face, knockouts. Yeah. Lomachenko is movement, dancing. Hit, but don't like, get hit. Yeah. To, hit the, the, to, the, to the nth degree. Yeah. It's, it's, it really is like art and just beauty what he does in that boxing room. Yeah, he's had me in the gym a few times. There's not a lot of guys that have done that where I see him do something and go, oh, I got to I gotta try that when yeah. I'm sparring. Like, I got to give that a shot. How did he do that, you know, and get in there? And uh, Matt Remillard was one of those for me. Great fighter, great fighter, local guy from Manchester. Um, that you'd see him do things and go, let me, uh, uh, Floyd, who like revolutionized the uh, Philly shell. Yeah. We're using his shoulder to play defense and, you know, has guys. Uh, there's like a whole generation of fighters now out there with their left hand in their pocket and using their shoulder to, you know. Yeah. I, I think Loma's one of those guys that's going to yeah. set the bar. Loma just needs eyes to watch him. He just needs one big fight that everyone can see. Yeah. And so everyone's jaws can drop and be like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is boxing. Well, and that's his biggest problem is that he's fighting the best guys. Yeah. 
even if their names are Campbell or, or you know, Vosdick. Vo yeah. You know, they don't have the household names, but he's like, well, this is the best fighter and I want to be the best fighter. So this is a control your own destiny guy, too. I, yeah, I can't I right. can't say enough about Loma and the fighter that he is. He's uh this is an impressive impressive fighter to watch. Yeah, and <clears throat> with all that being said, I think it's pretty evident that Lomachenko is the favorite here. Um, I don't expect any real shock as far as upsets. I think no one's going to do what Loma does. Well, and this is uh, Campbell is though a top five yeah. guy in the yeah. in the division. This is going to show why Loma is number one. So far, yeah. yeah so far, ahead. when I say number, yeah, when I say when we both pick him number one pound for pound, yeah. Watch what he does to the number five guy in his weight class. Yeah, yeah. Um, also on that card, we got uh, Julio Cesar Martinez challenging Charlie Edwards for the WBC flyweight title. Um, these are the no, number two and number three ranked flyweights on box rec. Uh, Julio Cesar Martinez, 14-1. Charlie Edwards, 15-1. This should be a good fight. This, Yeah, it shapes up to be a really good fight. I think that Martinez, number three ranking, he jumped up quite a bit when he knocked out Selby. And if you yeah. look at the other fighters on his list, there's not a lot there aside from Selby. And you look at that fight, Selby didn't look bad in that fight. He wasn't yeah. outclassing him. He just knocked him out. Um, I think that aside from that happening to Edwards, Edwards will win. This yeah. is a puncher's chance type fight for me where I really like Charlie Edwards to win. But, if but when I pick my fights, I'm right. This is one that I may not be right. Yeah. You know, I see Edwards being fairly dominant and convincing aside from being knocked out. If he isn't knocked out, he should win rather convincingly. Yeah, I agree with I you. I like Edwards. This is, this is a fun fight. This, uh, granted, I don't, I, Martinez does have a power advantage. I don't think that's going to happen. I think this will go to the judges' scorecards, and Edwards will get it done. Yeah, yeah. I, I this will be a fun fight, though. Yeah, eight to four, nine to three. Yeah, you know, yeah, convincingly. Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, we have two solid title fights as well. Another mentionable fight on that card: Huey Fury, the cousin of Tyson Fury, takes on Alexander Povetkin. Now, this is just. This is just Huey Fury getting this fight because of his his cousin. I mean, Alexander Povetkin, number five ranked heavyweight. Huey Fury, number twenty one. It's not bad for what we have seen with like Navarrete and them, but I, I don't know if Huey Fury will be able to do it against someone like Povetkin. For Povetkin, though, he's tough fight after tough fight after yeah. tough fight. If you look at his list, this is the type of fight that makes sense. When you want to drop back and take kind of a build-up fight and you're fifth and you fought against one and two and three, you know, and you yeah. want to fight against 21, okay, fine. Yeah. Don't dip into the, uh, the uh, what's his name, Wallen pool. Yeah. You know, the Swartz guys. Don't go that far back to get a guy that you should be comfortable again. At number five, you should be comfortable with 20, not 21. Yeah. You know, when you lose that fight, okay, you know, keep pushing. Yeah. Also, I, I think 
I, I'd have to look at the odds, but if Huey Fury is training with his cousin Tyson, I, I think there might be the might be an underdog situation here. Granted, I, I don't think so. Povetkin could. It is oh, it's possible. possible. But the, there is Fury can fight. Dude, heavyweights are heavyweights for a reason, you know? One punch could end it. But, yeah, I mean, if you, if Huey Fury is training with his cousin, I think there's a good chance for an upset here. Now, th- those are all the fights we're going to preview and break down. But some other notable fights. Um, August 29th on UFC Fight Pass, Alicia Napoleon Espinoza puts her WBA super middleweight title on the line against Shamel Baldwin. That's in, that's at Foxwoods here in Connecticut. And then uh, August 31st on Fox, uh, Ursulandi Laura faces off against Roman Al, uh, Ramon Alvarez, brother of Canelo, for the vacant for uh, the WBA interim junior middleweight title. And also that night in Mexico, WBA women's strawweight champ Annabella Ortiz puts her belt on the line against Maria Milano. And then as we mentioned before, in Australia, Jeff Horn goes up against Michael Zarafa. Now, that's it for the fights happening this weekend. And we are going to end the show like we always end the show. And Jared hit me with that flurry. Uh, there was a guy arrested just in Connecticut, a teacher trying to start a fight club. And so I started looking for stories like that. And what I found was once a month in our country, some teachers get in trouble or a teacher gets in trouble for starting a fight club. Um, this is my favorite headline. It says daycare teachers accused of organizing fight club because kids were bored. Now, now to say that this was a bad idea and that there were bad parts of this is, is an understatement. But if there weren't any good parts of it, this would have gone away. If it was just the bad parts, why is it happening once a month? Yeah. There is something here. So the flurry is about Scrub Scraps Junior's program. I plan to start Scrub Scraps, which is, is going to be 18 and over, and it's a treatment-based alternative boxing program. I'd like to put, like, voluntary Scrub Scraps Junior programs into every school, every activity center. You want to sign up for something like that. And the fact is there's kids in every school, in every town. You could have a Scrub Scraps in almost every town and get enough people who would want to try it, assuming people heard about it, yeah. to, because everybody I talk to about it is kind of, yeah, I would try that. So these teachers, they go in, and their argument is usually the kids were going to shoot each other. You know, they, they, the, kids, the kids have iPhones in their pockets, and you can't stimulate their senses with a dusty chalkboard. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. So you have something that stimulates their senses, that works them away from the violence and gives them a healthy outlet. There should literally be a program like that in every school. Let's take the good part of the daycare fight club (laughs) as a result of boredom. You know, we can extract the good parts of that and 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 uh, sanction it. 
and make it safe. Yeah. As, as safe as we possibly can. And there are obviously people who will volunteer for this because every time a teacher gets his head around the or her head around the idea, they find enough kids who want to do it. Yeah. Let's make a way for them to do it. Yeah, I, I think there definitely is some something about that. I think especially now with the growth in like MMA and combat sports, more and more people are seeing this as a another alternative to help grow a tool. Yeah, a tool yeah. to grow discipline in your child, to help them with just help them with in life and battle general. depression, yeah. battle obesity, battle autism, battle all of those things that uh, um um there's a rock steady program. If you haven't seen up look up a video for rock steady boxing. It's it's uh it's um people with Alzheimer's or uh, not Alzheimer's, excuse me, Parkinson's. Parkinson's disease. That it's it's literally the only thing that has been proven to reverse the effects of Parkinson's. There's other there's other programs that slow it down, but to actually make it go backwards, there's only one thing on the planet that has proven it can do that and it's a boxing program. Mm. There's stuff in there yeah. that if we can utilize and push out into the public from the right angle, it's going to widespread life-changing stuff in there. Yeah. Let's get it out and give it to everybody. Yeah. Also, I mean, <clears throat> I, I just wrote a blog about it. If you, the, obviously there's brain trauma in that and in, in boxing yeah. and in football, those are the two. And, and I wrote a, a blog talking about both and it's really up to your d debate what you think is better for you. I think as a young kid with uh, headgear and with not really knowing what you're doing, I think boxing is definitely more beneficial than just running full clip at each other. Yeah, it's your whole, it's your hand instead of your whole body. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I think it, it, there is definitely something to be said about getting the younger kids into boxing or even martial arts in general with karate and all that stuff. Well, and you have to respect Yard and yeah. his his training regimen and his management system to have him not sparring. Yeah. If you've gotten him to that level where he's fighting Kovalev to 11 rounds and he's not sparring, it would be awesome if you could get everybody to use that blueprint, but you won't. That's But neurologically, when you say, you know, what kind of effect do you think that has on him? That has to be our biggest concern is the brain trauma, is the neurological yeah. effects of boxing. So if you do it without the hardcore training and can have that full speed be that first time at full speed, it's, ju it's just plain safer in the long run for the people that are participating. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the, that's one, that's a main component of scrub scraps, you know, yeah. is the, uh, is the uh, mileage counter, yeah. if you will. Uh, also, <laughs> to uh, you talking about school fight clubs, uh, remind me of this. When I was in high school, I called down to the principal's office one day. So went, sat down. Principal looked me dead in the eyes. It was the assistant principal, actually. A little bit of a dick. Looked me dead in the <laughs> eyes. He's like, Jace, is there a football fight club? Looked him dead in the eyes. 
Started laughing my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> both him. First rule of Paul Club. No. club. <laughs> but both me, another lineman, QB, all got called down. I don't know where the rumor came from, but we all got called down. We all laughed in his face because he thought there was a football fight club. Wow. And there, and there wasn't. No. You guys weren't doing anything no. like that. So that's what it's like growing up in... Crazy suburbs. Yeah, it breaks out everywhere, though, man. They, those yeah. those are going to happen, whether they're unsanctioned, unsafe fist fights where somebody could be hospitalized or, or die. Yeah. Or they're, you know, regulated, sanctioned, safer, safer, you know, clubs yeah. that people can participate in without the, without that level of risk. Yeah. So that is going to be it for this week's show. Jared, if they want to re- if the fans want to reach out to you, how do they reach out to you? Jared Jones and Scrub Scraps on every platform. Nice. And like always, you can find the show in audio form on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, as well as on throwingjabspodcast.com. Um, we have obviously if you're watching right now on Facebook, we are live streaming it as well as I started uploading them to YouTube. We have clips from the show on YouTube and also the full podcast in video form on YouTube as well. And you can follow the show at Throwing Jabs on Twitter as well as like like us on Facebook. And that will be it for the show. Take care, everyone, and we hope to see you next time.